0: Hi, and welcome to episode number 138, Choosing to be Happy. In this episode, I want to do a few things. First, I am seeing a lot of new listeners, and a number of people are reaching out to me, kind of asking what I do, what is coaching, and I thought, you know, you listen to this podcast each week, but do you really know who I am? And why maybe what I have to offer could be helpful. Uh, so I want to tell you a little about myself. And for those of you who already know me, you can hit that thirty-second forward button and cut it all out. But um, yeah, so my name is Janet Quinlan. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, in the United States, and I have seven children. My husband and I have been married thirty-eight years. We have three bonus children, are in-law children. So three of our children are married. And from those three marriages, we just had the 17th grandchild. Number 18 should show her face in November. So, you know, my mom gave me probably one of the greatest compliments that I could have imagined when she was commenting on the large families that the three of our children were having. And she said, you know, they must have had a great family life, that they would also want to have large families. And that was really quite a compliment for me. And more than a compliment, um, it was a victory in some ways. Michael and I uh, did not have an easy marriage. He came from a difficult family life and brought a lot of the unsettled interior dispositions to our marriage. Yet, we always depended on God to help us through it. And, you know, I'm not one to talk about our problems, because I think there are things that are private. But I do think it is important for you to understand that I am not someone who offers advice or coaching from a place of, you know, I think this is good for you, but I never had to deal with it. I'm someone who went through everything. I had to deal with those things. And I learned through trusting in God, but also in challenging the mindset I needed in order to rise above the issues and the problems, to see the long-term goal that both Michael and I had, and to understand that in each of our different ways, we were growing. And through our growth, that's really where the two shall become one. It's our job to get each other to heaven. That's what our job is in the sacrament of marriage. It's to get our spouse to heaven. And we don't do that by nagging and complaining, but we do that by loving unconditionally. We do that by forgiving seven times, 70 times. We do that by correcting and challenging our spouse when we need to, by creating firm boundaries when we need to. But ultimately, it is being committed, depending on God's grace, and having the long-term goal. And our long-term goal was to have a large, happy family where it our children were friends with each other, where we would welcome new family members through marriage into our family, and where we would all just realize that our ultimate goal is to get each other to heaven and to enjoy the ride while we do it. I have a lifetime certification in elementary education. I taught for our first few years of marriage. Actually, our first year, Michael was finishing law school. And I taught second grade, and I made ten thousand five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! I remember how we had really nothing <laughs> but each other, and that was all we needed. Uh, we had the first couple of years of our marriage where we couldn't get pregnant, and we thought we wouldn't get pregnant. And as it always is, when something doesn't happen your way and the way you want it to happen, you think it's a major catastrophe. So we really struggled with emotional um, balance during those first couple of years just because we wanted children so badly. And now when I look back on it, and I know so many women who, who really struggle having children, I'm kind of embarrassed that we were even upset about a couple of years. But anyway, God, in his great sense of humor, gave us our first uh, six children in eight and a half years, And then five years later, we had number seven. Then we put the children in school for a little bit and then we brought them home to homeschool. I just had a real change of heart about what my motherhood meant for me, for me. It's not for everybody. Homeschooling is not for everybody, but for me, it was really important. I found that when the children went off to school, they would come home and I was a drill sergeant. You know, do this, get your homework done, get your chores done. And quite honestly, they annoyed me because I didn't have them all day long. And when they came home, I found it very difficult to adapt to having children. And since I wasn't the one in charge of the way they were behaving, they were gone for seven hours a day, I had to retrain them how to behave the way Michael and I wanted our family life to be. So we brought them home and that was a challenge. I am not a patient person by nature. I am the youngest of three children and the only girl. So growing up, I had my own bedroom, and honestly, I was never really challenged to be patient. I just didn't need to because I was alone a lot. Um, So with all those children in such a short amount of time, you know, you either learn the virtue or it kills you. <laughs> so I knew I needed to learn the virtue, and I learned how to be patient. And for me, that was God's calling to homeschool. That's how I was going to learn to be patient, to be orderly, to be flexible. I'm not really good at being flexible either. Uh, and to really learn fortitude. That the goal I had in mind was not a crazy goal, it was not an unattainable goal, but that it was going to require a lot of work day in and day out. And I suppose I'm recording this kind of a podcast because when I had our grandchildren for the last few days, I hearkened back to when I was a young mom and what I was like. Because as a grandmother, I'm very different. And it might be because I don't have them full time, but it's also because as I'm older and more mature, I'm able to take them with joy. So the constant talking (laughs) that my grandchildren do didn't grate on my nerves because I was communicating with them. We were talking. Now don't get me wrong, there were times where I said, okay, stop talking, we're eating dinner now. (laughs) But I've really had perspective. And so that's what I do with coaching. I felt uh, a few years ago that I wanted to help women who were in the thick of it, who were really struggling with where they were, whether it was with home with uh, a lot of children, or if it was a little later in life, where their children were teenagers, or even women my age who were empty nesters. I wanted a way to help them gain perspective wherever they were in the journey of motherhood. Because I think that in each stage of motherhood, there are challenges. I'm finding challenges now of my own. How to have adult children, where we still think of them as eight, so cute, so lovable, but they're not. They're adults. They're making their own decisions. They're making their own mistakes. And I have to step back and let that happen. That's difficult to do. So I decided to get certified through the Life Coach School in coaching so I could help women. I could be that mentor, but also be that that person who sits with them and listens to the things that they are being challenged with and say, okay, how about if you look at it from this perspective? Or what do you think that means? What do you make that mean to you? Or if you're acting that way, do you know why you're acting that way? And that's why I decided life coaching was the answer. So I've been a full-time coach now for a while and I am... Amazed at the difference people are making by connecting with me in coaching. So, what I do as a coach, I either do one on one coaching with people where we have 50 minute sessions weekly and we really are able to focus on where they need help, where they can find a shift in their mindset that can open up a whole new set of options for them, both in the way they show up in the world, in the way they think, and especially how they feel. We live in a culture where feelings rule. Everybody talks about their feelings, except if you notice, the feelings that everyone talks about are overwhelm, stress, and anxiety. It's almost like we don't even know there are other feelings available to feel, because everybody's so focused on i'm overwhelmed i'm anxious and i'm stressed my job as a coach is to work with people to see that actually they choose overwhelm stress and to be anxious now there are clinical anxieties i don't deal with those people okay they need to see a therapist but for the majority of women struggling with anxiety or overwhelm or stress It is self-induced, either because they don't have habits and routines set up or because they are, we call it indulgent emotion, where you just give in to that feeling and you find evidence for it. Every time your brain asks, why am I feeling this way? You're always going to find a reason to feel that way. The kids are tired. They're cranky. I'm tired. I'm cranky. You know, whatever. On and on and on. We'll always find evidence. My job as a coach is to say, okay, you can find evidence and you can feel that way if you want to, but do you really want to? Because there is a better way. There is a way to live motherhood, no matter what stage, with joy and peace. Doesn't mean that you're always going to be happy and joyful, you know. It's not rainbows and unicorns for sure. But I teach you how to check your mindset and shift it when you need to and when you want to. So that's one-on-one coaching. The second way that I help people is through my monthly coaching membership called Reimagine Motherhood. And just FYI, I'm going to open enrollment for Reimagine Motherhood on August 25th, next Thursday, when you're listening to this live. And I will be closing it On August 30th. I do that because I have an opportunity then to work with the new people who come in to help them understand the coaching model that I use, why I use it, and how it helps them. It's just basically I like to have a group of people that I onboard together rather than someone coming in to the membership at some unknown time and me not able to really you know, pay attention to them and work with them and nurture them in this whole coaching thing. In my membership, Reimagine Motherhood, we do two different things. One is that we have a theme for the month, like a topic. We've done topics on marriage and intimacy, parenting, how to create a home management system that works, dealing with difficult people. And in fact, this month we worked on how to create the family culture that we want. What are the elements of a family culture and how to do it? In September, we're going to talk about school student success. Whether you're homeschooling or your children are in school, as a teacher, as a homeschooler, and as a mother, I have lots of ideas and lots of tactics that work, habits, routines, and specific virtues that need to be developed in order for your child to be successful in school. I give 3 workshops a month on the topic. I usually talk 15 to 25 minutes and for the rest of the hour we have an open Q&A. People can get coached by me on a particular problem that they're dealing with, either within the topic or just in general. Yesterday in our workshop one of the moms asked about How do you know what you're doing is enough? I thought it was a beautiful question. And so we talked about that and I coached her on that. And when I coach someone else in the group, everybody benefits because for the most part, we're all dealing with the same issues. And so when you watch someone else get coached, you can then apply that to your own life. So I do coaching, okay, on the topic of the month, but then I also give Practical tips and tools to really make progress on that particular topic. So that's what we do in Reimagine Motherhood. We have three workshops a month and we do coaching and answer any questions that anyone has. All right, now you're saying, wait a minute, I thought the topic of this was about choosing to be happy. It is. What are you doing to choose to be happy? What are you doing? Because we tend to sink into our life and we don't even put our lips above the water to breathe. We take what we have and we don't challenge ourselves to be better. So, whether you're working in a job or you're working at home with the children or you're doing both, you're a professional. And our job is to always seek professional development. And that's where I want to offer to you that coaching, whether it's private one-on-one coaching or in the membership coaching, is you choosing to be happy. Because when you choose to develop yourself professionally, you will choose to be happy and you will attain more happiness. The better we are at what we do daily brings us great joy, self-confidence, self-esteem, and satisfaction. And so I would really challenge you. It doesn't have to be my coaching program. If you don't connect with me, there are other coaches out there. You can try and connect with them. But connect with someone. Seek professional development so that you can grow. I hear so many women who complain that they have these children and they feel like they're dying inside. Is that you? Do you feel like you don't know what your worth is anymore because you're constantly taking care of other people's needs? I'm going to challenge you that that's your decision. It's your decision to die inside. God didn't give you children for you to die inside. God gave you children so you can Grow inside so that you can become more than you ever thought you could become, so that you could have the virtues you never imagined you could have. You could have the joy and happiness of a beautiful marriage and beautiful children and a family life that just makes you want to get up in the morning rather than want to sleep late. And if you find that you're a person who's wanting to sleep late and you don't really find joy in your marriage, it's on you to choose happiness, to choose to be happy by developing yourself more. Coaching is a great way for that to happen. As a coach, I will help you see where your unhappiness lies and how to overcome it and challenge yourself in different aspects of your life. So I hope that you'll take me up on the offer. Either go to JanetQuinland.com and sign up for a free consult, see what coaching is like, See how it really can completely and dramatically change your life. Or go to JanetQuinland.com forward slash waitlist so that I can get all the information to you about the membership. Choose to be happy. Find what you need so that you can create the mindset so that you can actually implement the tools and the routines. Because once your mindset is changed, Once your mindset is choosing to be happy, you'll find how those routines and habits come very naturally. Okay, that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening. Choose to be happy. And that means you need to get out of your comfort zone and choose to be challenged so that you can find joy in your motherhood. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at com.